Hi there. Welcome to the Oompol.com podcast. I'm Oli, and episode number three is brought to you by Scott Bundy of PipeRestore.com. The proof is in the pictures, folks. Go to www.piperestore.com and let Mr. Scott Bundy work his magic on your regular rotation or maybe a diamond in the rough that you found. Incredible service at an incredible price. Check out PipeRestore.com today. Have a seat, grab your pipe, and stay a while. This is episode number three with Frank Burla from the Chicagoland Pipe Show. Frank is the, the mastermind, the organizer behind this huge event, and we're very pleased to have him on the line today with us. Frank, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, you bet. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the club that you're involved with, and uh, especially about the upcoming annual show that's, that's going to be going on uh, at the end of this month. Okay, I will try. I uh, graduated Loyola University. I'm a Vietnam veteran, retired FBI agent, and have a private museum here in Chicago, Antique Pipe and Tobacchiana Museum, by invite only because of insurance purposes. As far as the club, it's called the Chicagoland Pipe Collectors Club, uh, which we dearly refer to as the CPCC. Uh, the club has been around for many years. Mike Reschke is our president. It's a good group of men. There's a great deal of knowledge in our pipe club, from briars all the way down through antiques and through tobaccos. The club is a strong component. We meet monthly, anywhere between 15 and 40 people, depending on the month. Usually Christmas is the slowest month. And we get together, discuss what's going on in the uh, pipe hobby, look at pipes, test old tobaccos, look at new pipes, have pipe makers come in and show their products. It's a good get-together. Uh, as you know, pipe clubs join men and women in a strong bond. Uh, their economic background has nothing to do with the, with the group itself. They're there for the love of pipes and tobacco. Obviously, you're very heavily involved in this club. Uh, tell us what your duties with the club are. Uh, my duties, I'm just a director. Uh, they have the officers, as I mentioned, Mike Reschke. Uh, Paul Bender is the vice president, and Pat Dennis is the treasurer. I'm there sort of as, as an advisor along with the other three directors. And uh, everything goes well. It's a good group of people. Biggest problem we face now is where to hold the uh, the individual meetings because it is very strict Illinois public smoking ban. We have the laws, we have our attorneys working on it, and as you know, we will have smoking at the uh, at the mega center for the show and in this mega tent that we have. But every day I have to change the paperwork because of the new interpretations of the laws. They change daily. Oh my goodness. That's... You know, everyone wants to protect themselves, and yeah. therefore I have to keep changing the paperwork for the show. Jeez. But the show itself is going along well. You're going to be there, right? Yes, absolutely. I will be there. Actual show dates are May 3rd and 4th. You've got events that start before that, though. Oh, the show itself is is a great show. The, you, you know, the show is that Saturday and Sunday, yeah. May 3rd and 4th. Uh, we have activities on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Wednesday and Monday. Uh, we have all types of activities. The thing first everybody's got to know is that this is going to be a unique show for us, and unique because of this smoking ban. And you should understand the smoking ban's premise. It is an Illinois public smoking ban. You cannot 
have the public smoke at any location. So our club leased out the mega center and put up the tent, and it's a private club event. Okay. You can become a member of the club for the admission fee of $15. The admission fee is your club membership, and you get a badge, actually a card you get. And you have to have that card to get into the mega center for the show on Saturday and Sunday. The doors will be monitored by the police to avoid anybody who is a non-smoker inadvertently going to a smoking area. Wow. Does that make sense to yeah. you? And the show itself is going on well. On Wednesday and Thursday of that show week, we're going to have the uh, pipe makers seminar, you know, where the uh, people come in and uh, learn how to p make pipes, finish pipes, do some sandblasting tenon work. And, and this year that's being run by uh, several pipe makers, uh, and Brian Rutherford is, is leading the group on that. Now that's on Wednesday and Thursday of our show week. And I think that's like, uh, what, 8 to 5, right? 8 to 5, the uh, attendees were limited to 12, have to be there by 8 o'clock and have a protective lenses with them because we're bringing in sandblasting equipment and everything else. And by the way, let me make sure you all know the show dates are May 3rd and 4th this year. It's always the month of the first Sunday in May. So we have the uh, Pipe Maker Seminars I mentioned on uh -huh. April 30th, Wednesday, May 1st. It's a maximum of 12. They already have 10. Each individual has to submit a $50 fee, and that money will be returned to them once they're at the show for the Pipe Making uh, Seminar. And it's an inducement to make sure they come because once we get 12, it's cut off and we don't want to eliminate anyone who is a serious individual wanting to learn about making pipes. Then on Thursday evening at 5 p.m. to 7, we have the Dunhill Focus Group. This will be a unique focus group. We will have three speakers in this one. We will have a gentleman from London representing Dunhill. Uh, we will have John Loring and we will have Rich Esserman as speakers and they will be taking questions. And that will be in a smoking area in the mega center. Now, once that's finished at 7.30 to 9.30, you'll have the Sheridan focus group. They will have speakers also. They're working that out now. And that will also be in the mega center. On Thursday evening, because we get so many foreign visitors and people from around the entire United States, uh, we have to create another event. This is the ladies' private uh, coffee social. This is for the ladies from the world to meet with each other so that they can plan their weekends. You know, we have for the ladies on Friday uh, free limo and champagne services to a high-end shopping mall. That's, you know, that i got to tell you, that's brilliant. You know, when I saw that, I thought, wow, somebody's really come up with a great plan here. And then on Friday, as you know, we have the ladies' uh, arts and crafts activity on Friday night. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, on Saturday evening, we have the ice cream and coffee social. So the ladies get involved in quite a few things. Yeah. Uh, but going back to Thursday, then at Thursday at 9 p.m., and this is a, a another activity we had to bring back, it's the pipe makers only private party, only legitimate pipe makers from around the world because they want to take the time to relax and visit with their friends. They, uh, at that point, would, would not rather answer questions, though they'll answer questions all through the show and when anybody sees them. Yeah, yeah. Then on Friday, May 2nd, we will have the uh, pre-show registration at 6.30 in the Mega Center. The pre-show is moving to the Mega Center 
from the New Orleans Ballroom because the New Orleans Ballroom is in the resort itself and it's no smoking and we want this to be smoking. Gotcha. And then at 7.30 a.m. they line up and register for the golf tournament. The golf tournament starts at 8. Then from 9 to 4 we will have the pre-show in the uh, you know mega center. Mm -hmm. uh, 10 to 5 on Friday, as I mentioned, is the ladies' free limo and champagne ride to uh, a high-end discount mall. Mm -hmm. At noon, the welcome table opens in the Mega Center so they can pick up their registration packets. At 2 p.m. in the afternoon in the Mega Center is the golf party. This is for those who have finished their 18 holes and uh, want to celebrate. Then in the afternoon on Friday and Saturday, we have a ton of seminars. At 1 p.m., we have David Stein giving a seminar on antique countertop cigar cutters. At 2.45, we have Barney Suzuki from Japan giving one on Pope Urban and the pipe smoking ban in uh, 1642. 2.45, one that many have already asked about, Bruce Randall will be giving a seminar on the botany of tobacco. Oh, wow. That's They're complete, and you know he's not going to you know preference any company. He's going to talk about from seed to final product. Wow! Then at 4 p.m., Vernon Vig and the UPCA will have their board meeting. You know the United Pipe Clubs of America, mm -hmm. and they'll discuss what's going on. And then another individual who you know well, Rob Cooper, will be giving a presentation on why we collect and smoke pipes. That'll be neat. At 4.30, Rick Mervin is going to give a presentation on Meerschaum Carvers. At 5 to 6.45 in the Mega Center, again, the home, one of the few places you can smoke, uh, we're going to have the Kamoi Focus Group. Derek Green from England is going to be running this mm -hmm. along with uh, several of his friends. And that, that should be a very interesting seminar. Yeah. Then from 7 to 10 p.m., we'll have the free welcome buffet dinner. Again, this is no smoking. We tried to move it into the tent of the Mega Center, but it's not feasible. Mm -hmm. But we, uh, I just signed a contract for this, and we're expecting 700-plus uh, for the free dinner. 8.45 that night. Again, it's a buffet dinner from 7 to 10. So most come in early so they can go to the other seminars. Mm-hmm. At 8.45 that night, we're going to have Dr. Peckis give a uh, presentation on antique student and fraternity porcelain pipes of Germany. Okay. 8.45 that night, we're going to have the International Pipe Makers Forum. This year, we're uh, highlighting Italian pipe makers, and that'll be in the New Orleans Ballroom. Then at 9 p.m. that night, the ladies' seminar, uh, and they're going to put together tobacco boxes made into clocks and purses, and the women can take them home free of charge. And I've already tired you out, and we haven't even gone to Saturday yet. <laughs> I know. You you have really packed this full of great events. Keep going. On Saturday, the exhibitor set up from 7 to 10. Doors open to the public at 10. The silent auction starts at 11. Then we have a private ladies' luncheon for the lady exhibitors from 11.30 on. 5 p.m. the show closes. Then at 5.30, a very unique seminar. It was hard putting this together, but I, I made it stipulated on the fact that they would not use boxing gloves. Uh, this is going to be a Breyer seminar by both Greek and Italian representatives who will discuss all aspects of Breyer, all aspects of Breyer, including the types of cuttings and processing. A lot of people are interested in this, especially the new pipe makers and the and the well-known pipe carvers out there. Yeah. Then at 6.30 p.m., for those who get the tickets, we have 150 tickets for the Pipe and Cigar Dinner, which we have to change its name because it's no smoking again. 
But at 6.30, they're going to have the cocktail party and 7 o'clock that dinner for 150 and that's sold out. And they get a great goodies bag. The goodies bag they're going to get costs more than the $60 for the filet mignon dinner. I mean, they're getting great cigars. Then at 9.30 that night, Vernon Vig and representatives of the CIPC, that's the World Group of Pipe Clubs, uh, with many representatives from around the world, will have a seminar open to all to learn about the Committee of International Pipe Clubs and their smoking contest. Uh, many, many high, well-known U.S. people, uh, representatives, you know, who are of the hobby will be there and they will discuss the contest that they just had in Russia, plus the ones that they had in the other uh, countries of the world, the pipe smoking contest, you know, the world contest. Yeah, yeah. Then at 9.30 at night, at the same time as you see, many times we have two or three things at the same time. At 9.30 that night, a good friend, Ben Rappaport, an author that many know, will give his presentation on the art and craft of a different type of smoke, the Chinese smoking kit. Then at 10 p.m. to midnight, the only place I can put it in is our annual ice cream and coffee social in the St. Charles Ballroom. Then on Sunday, we start the show all over again. And on Sunday, we will have the uh, United Pipe Clubs of America National Slow Smoke Pipe Smoking Contest, which draws a very large crowd. Now, the tent that we have for the show, which will be open 24 hours a day, opens at 1 p.m. on Wednesday and closes at 3 a.m. on Monday. Then on Monday morning, as a final event, we have what we call the post-show. Uh, we'll have 10 or 12 tables on a first-come basis for those who wish to participate. This is for the guests who are at the resort waiting for the limos or preparing to leave and some of the exhibitors who want a last opportunity to maybe sell some pipes or tobaccos. It's a way that everybody goes home with a with a good taste on their mouth. I hope I didn't leave anything out, but it's a it's a good situation. The main issue for this smoking possibilities in the mega center and and the tent is that the individuals coming, our guests, and we feel badly about it, are going to have to sign forms. One form they have to sign is that they're 18 and knowing they're entering a smoking area. That's for Wednesday through Friday. As of now, though that can change tomorrow. And then on Saturday and Sunday, all those wishing to attend the actual show have to fill out club membership form, just their name, pay the $15, which is the admission, but then they get their club badge. Mm -hmm. As I said earlier, this is a private event mm -hmm. because the smoking ban prohibits public gatherings where there's right. smoke, but not a private gathering. Right. And we are registered with the state of Illinois, and we've been for a long time as a not-for-profit group, and, and we are a club with bylaws and everything else. Now, um, registering all these folks, I mean, what, what kind of turnout are you expecting as far as the number of people coming to the show who will Help! Help! I don't <laughs> have enough workers. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I hope I have enough workers. Uh, we are expecting a big turnout. You know, uh, usually on Saturday morning, we'll have 300 in line waiting at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, the Friday pre-show last year drew over a 1,000 people, and that was a pre-show for only 45 tables where each exhibitor gets a half a table. Wow. And that one, you know, the pre-show, we have a, we had to go with a registration, which starts at 6.30, and uh, it is filled before 7, and people start lining up for that about 5.15 in the morning. She was. So um, because of this, because you're going to actually make the attendees um, group members to the club, 
you will, in effect, have the largest pipe club in the world, right? Yes, <laughs> but 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 that is only uh, a situation which I can't go into detail on now. Right. It, it, right. it allows them in. It, it, it gets them the the the, the club badge. Yeah. But there's nothing else. You know, a couple of people have said, "Well, do I get a free pipe or a tin of tobacco?" You know, many <laughs> people don't not. realize that this show is extremely expensive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And adding the cost of the tent and having additional workers because you can't have you can't have resort people work the mega center because it's a conflict because they're employees and part of the public. Right. So we have we have to hire private people to work the mega center during our show. The problem I face and I feel badly for everybody is the logistics involved in signing the forms and yeah. and the time involved and I just hope everybody bears with us. Now so far we're getting a pretty good support. Every exhibitor table is sold out. The Saturday night dinner is sold out. The resort has more rooms reserved this year than in its past history plus we're ready in other hotels so we don't know really what to expect yeah well you know i think that the community itself is such a good one and that you know it's seeing that you guys are working really hard to pull this off with all these new laws that have just come at you i'm sure that the support will be you know overwhelming that that everybody's going to come together and say hey this is what we got to do in order to put this great thing together. So I think they'll be very supportive. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, and you guys have found a way to do it. You guys have really um, come up with some great solutions here. So, uh, you know, kudos to you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Well, we're trying we're, we're trying our best. As you know, the smoking ban is, is, is worldwide. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, yeah. We understand they're going to try to make Beijing non-smoking as of May 1st for the Olympics. Good luck. But uh, we, we, as I said, uh, we, we expect a big group. All the seminars are taken care of. And a, a side note, some men are actually bringing their wives this year, so the wives can enjoy the no-smoking of the mega center. Most of the wives come anyway. As you know, our show is unique in that in our exhibitors, uh, we average every year an increase in wives attending. I mean, this year we'll probably have over 90 wives attending. Mine will be there. Well, 91. <laughs> and uh, we have all these activities for them. And, and then many of the women use the resort's other facilities. They go to the uh, the hair salon or the private bathing salon. or And, of course, there's little gift shops and everything else. Plus, there's two live theaters at the resort. Oh, really? Wow. Mm -hmm. Great. Now, tell me, uh, as far as past shows and this show, I mean, you see this year after year after year. So, you know, how is it growing and, and what kind of changes are, are happening as the years go on? What we see, and we see this, I think, across the entire nation, what we see is a change in the mechanics of the pipe show. In our show, particularly, when we first started, we had a formula breakdown where it would be... 70% collectors, 30%, you know, retailers or pipe makers. But as the shows go along around the world, you get less and less collector tables and more and more pipe makers and retailers of various areas coming in. And the reason for that, I've spoken to many of the collectors, they said they want to enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to be stuck at their table because it's a once in a lifetime or once in a year experience. I mean, you're, you will be walking next to some of the most famous pipe makers in the world. Of course yeah. you want to 
get a chance maybe to talk to them. Yeah. So, you know, we, we'll have this year maybe 30 35% collectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a great percentage of pipe makers. And then, of course, we have the antique contingent, antique pipes contingent, and that's a good-sized group, too. Mm-hmm. So we, we noticed that change. The other change we noticed is that last year our show had 61 countries, either represented by walk-ins or exhibitors. Right now I'm at 65. No kidding. Wow. To give you an idea, the last four tables that we sold before we sold out, uh-huh. the last four tables went to... Uh, the following, the St. Petersburg Russia Pipe Club. The next one went to Eric Nording in Denmark. The third went to Gawith Tobacco in England. And the fourth went to Tsugi Pipes in Japan. Excellent. Excellent. That is incredible. Again, I want to make sure the dates. Everybody knows. May 3rd and 4th. That's Saturday and Sunday. Fessen Run Mega Center in St. Charles, Illinois. What is, for you, your favorite part of the show each year? Is there is there something that you've just got to do before the show's over personally? Mine is to greet the people from around the world. Uh, last year, I had one man who came up to me. He says, Frank, I can't even register. He said, I got to the desk. And they demanded I open my bags. He said, I've already sold four pipes, and I haven't registered, and I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> you know, things like that. Or or two people came over in a limo cause, uh, from the airport, and one uh, one was a pipe maker. He said, I met the man. I told him I was a pipe maker. He said, I sold three pipes in the limo. <laughs> That's great. It's good that way. Our show's main goal, besides being successful, is to make everybody feel like family. Do most of the vendors, are they set up with credit card machines, or do they take checks? How does that work? Most of our set up with credit card machines. They take checks, plus I also have a free Internet service at the show. I have the you know direct Internet line, so they can work it out through their various Internet groupings, whoever, you know, if they have a credit to use or want to use something from the internet to, to pay for something oh wow okay plus of course cash i have two uh, my biggest problem is keeping the atm machines going because of the people from around the world i mean they have to fill these atm machines now every three hours how many atm machines are there on the site unfortunately only two but they have to fill them every three hours Gee whiz. And, and many people will come to the show and uh, save all year round for the show because if they're going to find a pipe, they're going to find it there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm always in search of pipes, and, and lately I find myself going, you know, Chicago show's coming up. Just wait till the show, wait till the show. So this will be my very first time attending the Chicago show, so I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to be there. Now, you know, when you walk into the door of the show, the, the ballroom. The ballroom is 38,500 square feet, wide open. Wow. And with the tables there, if you spend one minute at each exhibitor table without going to the bathroom or a cup of coffee, it's five hours and, and four minutes. <laughs> and when you walk in the door, you're greeted by our educational displays. And this year, they are outstanding. They are outstanding every year. And this year, we have five displays from the individuals. We uh, we have Derek Green with the Kamoys, uh, Bobby Eichhorn with the Sheridans, Tad Gage with the Barlings, Tom Looker with the Japanese, and Tom McCraney with his personal private collection. As I said, these will be visible as soon as you walk into the into the lobby of the uh, show ballroom. I got my work cut out for me. I mean, this is quite quite an event, just going from table to table, much less with uh, all the other fun stuff you guys got packed in there. So, 
Well, your job is hard because you want to possibly do some interviews there. That, and yeah, that's what I'm aiming to do. I mean, you're going to have a large group of internationally known people there. Yeah. And and to and to have the time, either you or them, to to spend five or ten minutes together is well. You'll see when you get there. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh... It's going to be neat. It's going to be really neat, and and I'm sure overwhelming, too, so this is very exciting. Well, we hope that the people uh, have fun. We hope that they're understanding, and we hope that they support it. So far, everything looks very good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about yourself personally when when it comes to pipes and tobacco. How did you get started um, smoking a pipe? I bought my first pipe when I was about to enter college. I thought that was the big thing, so I went to the Iwin Reese Pipe Shop in Chicago and bought my first pipe and then went off to college, and I actually enjoyed it, and I've been I've been smoking pipes since uh, 1962. Do you remember what that first pipe was? A Piccadilly. What, do you remember what your favorite tobacco back then was? I, I, I really can't go into that because everybody I know in the tobacco industry, if I mention any one tobacco, <laughs> will distance themselves. <laughs> The same if I mention any one pipe will yeah. distance themselves. I was going to say, I bet you can't tell me what your favorite pipe right now is either, can you? Uh, let's just say I, I, I have several. You have many, uh, yeah. I'm just a collector like everyone else, but sometimes people put so much importance on a name, and every pipe maker makes great pipes, and every pipe maker sometimes makes an occasional bad pipe. You yourself, you've talked to many people, you've gotten hundreds of different uh pipe names as their best pipes. It depends on the individual. It depends. And as far as tobacco, you know, everyone looks for that one tobacco that they can smoke 24 hours a day. Yeah. I haven't found it. No one I know has found it because tobacco is is best depending on your mood and the time of day. Yeah. And it, it varies so widely. And that's, that's kind of the fun fun part of it. It's kind of like the, you know, search for the Holy Grail kind of part of it. You know, it's, it's, there's so much out there. There's so much uh, different kinds and tastes and, and, and everything else that it's, it's, it's a nice search. It's a fun thing to do, and it's, it's a heck of a hobby, and it's a, it's a really wonderful thing. Goodness knows you've met so many different people being at the, the epicenter of this Chicago Pipe Show. Do you have any interesting stories or anything you'd like to point out about past shows or past experiences or anything like that that you can share with us? Oh, there's, there's several. About three, four years ago, for three years in a row, we had a man come from Finland, and he couldn't speak English. But during the show, I would see him walking down with other people, smiling as they're showing each other the pipes. The other guy couldn't speak Finnish. They, they only communicated in, in showing the pipes and the enthusiasm. And they had a great time. The guy came back for three years. So, you know, things like that happen. You know, uh, yeah. I remember when the... When Bo Nord came to the show, he ran me over with his wheelchair. <laughs> Later, I found out he only does that to people he likes, or maybe he doesn't like. But you know, it's funny. I got a chance to spend some time with with, with Bo Nord and and the carvers from all over the world. The you know, and, and this year we're getting large contingencies, not as exhibitors but as walk-ins. We're getting uh, two large groups from Japan. Large groups. Each group is in at least ten. We're getting a group from Russia. We're getting a group from Beijing. We're getting a group from Israel. Of course, Australia. So, you know, we're in the, uh, we have people from the six continents. Mm -hmm. We used to have all seven. We had a military man in Antarctica. 
<laughs> but uh, he retired since, so we can we can only say six continents. No kidding. That's amazing. I'm glad to hear that it's growing so well because one always wonders with all the the bands, the smoking bands everywhere, what is the future of of pipe smoking? But it sounds like the show is growing pretty well each year, wouldn't you say? The show is, is growing, growing on you know very well. Now, as I said, all our exhibitor tables are sold out, but we always wind up at the end with maybe six or eight or ten tables that open up because of personal reasons. You broke your leg, somebody's having a baby, uh, you know, things that like that happen. But we also have a waiting list. You know, one, one year, you mentioned stories, one year a guy calls me on Saturday morning at 7 o'clock. He says, I'm stuck at the airport. We're snowed in. He said, don't give my table away. He says, I'll be there. He arrives 4 a.m. on Sunday morning, wants to set up because he wants to have his table. So on Saturday, his table was open and people wanted it. But on Sunday morning, he got it. One time I got a call. I was finally getting some sleep on uh, Friday morning, about 4.30 in the morning. The guy had just arrived at O'Hare Airport from one of the African nations and he needed uh, information on how to get to the airport to the uh, hotel. Now, this was at 4.30 in the morning. He wanted to be there so he'd be able to see everything in the morning. So, you know, it, there's all types of stories, and yeah. you will have several stories when you get there. Now, the, the three suggestions I have for everybody, like words of advice, is one, wear comfortable shoes. Two, have something to write on in case you want to go back to a table. But with that, be careful because sometimes people want to go back to a table for a pipe, and when they go back, it's already gone. And three, the most important is pace yourself. Mm -hmm. I have many people who start the activities on Wednesday and Thursday, arrive on Sunday before the show, and by Friday of the pre-show, they are beat. Yeah, they're, they're ready to go home. So you've got to pace yourself. It sounds like it's it's really ramping up to be a really amazing, huge event this year. Before we let you go, is there anything else that you'd like to tell the listeners out there about the upcoming show? Just continue supporting it. Don't be too hard on your uh, criticisms of the smoking ban. I mean, right now I average maybe 150 emails and 30 calls a day on the show. At what point will you actually be able to rest? <laughs> Well, people think I can rest after the show on Sunday. That's wrong. Monday at 1.30 in the afternoon, we have a meeting with the controller of the resort. And we go through what they call order events. We'll go through 200 order events where we have to compute the dollars to make sure the price is right. And then at the end, we uh, give them a very large check. Plus, we give them a deposit for the following year because right now we have a contract through 2010. This is, you know, without a doubt, one of the hugest shows anywhere. Has anyone ever approached you and said, Frank, I need to know how you do your show because we're going to have a show over here? Or has anyone ever said, Frank, I need you to run this show over here? Yes, I've had both of those asked. Now, you know, before we have our shows in Chicago, we have to do several things that many shows don't. One, uh, I have to make sure that uh, if uh, translators are needed, they're there. Two, I have to work with international shippers and become shipping agents. Uh, three, I have to I have to send out invitations to certain countries' uh, governments to get their people here. We have a list of 200 activities or items that we have to check before we even accept the hotel as meets our standards including making sure the bathrooms are all working, that there's no fingerprints on the uh, on the glass, 
and that turnarounds for breakfast, lunch, and dinner are within our specs. And unfortunately, the dinners sometimes don't need it. I mean, sometimes they have two, three-hour dinner delays, and we're, we fight with that, too. The biggest last issue we had is several Europeans wanted certain types of wine, so we made sure we would have the those wines available for their dinners. A lot to consider. A lot of stuff that people don't even think about. And one thing that you mentioned in one of the emails that, that you sent to me was uh, emptying ashtrays. Oh, I that, do all that. That's that's one thing I would have never really thought about, but somebody's got to do it. There's a there's a ton of little things out there like that. that well, I mean, they have the staff. You know, yeah. the, you know, you know, we have the people hired. But occasionally, while I'm running around with that portable mic, uh, I'm, I'm emptying ashtrays, helping them. Lots of stuff to do, and, and so many of these little things, like refilling those ATM machines, I mean, that's what keeps the show moving. So it sounds like you've really got your finger on the pulse here, Frank, and it sounds like it's really ramping up to be one heck of a show. May 3rd and 4th. You got And it. you're coming up when, on Thursday, Friday? I will actually be there Wednesday morning. That's right. You're coming in for that, uh, that pipe maker seminar. That's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's going to be great. Uh, that you know that that is selling out fast. Frank, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it, and I'd like to do a uh, a post show call once it's all over and go over some of the highlights from this year's show, so that we can uh, share it with the folks after the fact. That'll be a fun post show podcast for you guys. So be thinking about that, and thank you so much for your time, Frank. I really appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. And that was the very busy Frank Burla. That concludes episode number three, the Frank Burla pre-show interview for the 2008 Chicagoland Pipe Show hosted by CPCC. Episode number three was brought to you by Scott Bundy of PipeRestore.com. That's www.PipeRestore.com. The proof is in the pictures, folks. Go to PipeRestore.com and check out the amazing work that Scott Bundy does. You won't be disappointed. Send him your pipes to restore today. You can find more interviews with persons of interest in the pipe world at oompaul.com. That's www.oompaul.com. If you haven't already, sign up for our email newsletter for oompaul.com's hot picks, contests, and updates. Thanks for listening. I'm Oli. Let's do this again soon.